Hello everyone, Chaplain Philip with you again. Well, did you go out and play in the snow that fell on Sunday? Depending on where you live, up to five inches fell and piled up on the ground. I doubted the forecast this last weekend as it looked like all we were going to get was rain. In fact, it started out raining early Sunday morning and didn't change to snowflakes until around midday. Ever the doubting Thomas, by the way, Thomas is my middle name for real, I kept saying that it was too warm and even if it did turn to snow, it would melt off and not accumulate. Well, I was wrong. The temperature dropped low enough for the white flakes to accumulate. By late afternoon, it started piling up. When the snow stopped falling in late evening, we had two to three inches at our house, a beautiful white blanket that covered up all the brown, barren ground. Looking out the sliding glass doors of our living room, my eyes took in this beautiful, magical landscape with tree branches laden down, white, sparkling, and glistening. It was so quiet and still. No animal tracks or other disturbances had yet marred the perfect symmetry of the new fallen snow. I called Janelle over and we both stared out into the night, taking in the beautiful scene, transfixed by how this frozen precipitation could make a drab backyard look so wonderful. It truly was a winter wonderland. Growing up in Maine gave me a love for the snow. Winters during my childhood were long and cold, but as a kid, I reveled in the white stuff. My brother and I started out with making snowmen, then graduated to snow forts, snow caves, and lots of snowball fights. Winter was fun. Add to these activities snowshoeing, sledding, skiing, and ice skating, and the Norman Rockwell images of an ideal winter landscape are permanently etched into my memories. The picture did get tarnished when I was assigned to northern Maine as a young pastor, where every year brought 18 feet of snow and 50 degrees below zero. I'm not exaggerating, those figures are real. My shoulders still ache from the memory of shoveling out the driveway. And whatever you do, never, ever travel anywhere without a full tank of gas, a shovel, warm clothing, and heavy blankets. Getting stranded by the side of the road could become life-threatening. But last Sunday's beautiful snowscape reminded me of the good memories, the beauty of the wintertime, and fresh, clean promises sent to us directly from our loving God in heaven. It's still a beautiful world, and he paints the scenery with such majesty. As I feasted my eyes on the beautiful snowfall last Sunday evening, this verse popped into my head, Isaiah 1, verse 18. Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Here in Arkansas, in the middle of December, the grass is brown, the leaves have fallen off the trees, and everything looks drab. It's not beautiful anymore. The glorious colors of the fall have gone away, and the reawakening green of nature's springtime is still months away. But the snow of winter brings a fresh, clean picture back into perspective. This is what God does to us when the colors of our lives become threadbare because of sin, when we feel empty and used up, ready for the scrap heap, 
and wondering how God can see anything good in us anymore. That is when he washes over us with his love, with his forgiveness, and with his cleansing power. There are two colors to God's imagery that I would like to examine, red and white. In this verse, Isaiah 118, the prophet speaks with God's voice, describing how sins is, our sins are as crimson. But at the cross, Jesus' blood, which was also red, cancels out our stains and washes away our sins. The next image we have in God's salvific act is of our dirt and shame, us covered in the filth of sin, dull, brown, black, drab with failure and despair. But Jesus' purity, whiter than snow, a whiteness described as brighter than is possible even with fuller's soap, according to Malachi chapter 3, is wrapped around us and given to us. And it's given to us so that we too, hidden in Jesus, become whiter than snow. In Irving Berlin's classic Christmas movie, White Christmas, the main characters indulge in an imaginative rever in an, I'm sorry, in an imaginative reverie where they sing a sn- song about sl- snow. Here is their lead-off lyric. I want to wash my face, my hands, my hair in snow. And as a sinner needing cleansing and whitening, I find this phrase so appropriate, so precisely on point for Christians longing to not only celebrate the first advent of our Messiah, but also longing for the second advent, where our cleansing and whitening becomes permanent for all eternity. Well, I hope you've enjoyed my little reverie, relishing the beauty and purity of a fresh, exhilarating first snowfall. I think it helps to illustrate the most important gift that God has ever given to humanity, his son, our redemption, our restoration, his setting right what went wrong in Eden. This is the Christmas season, and we're celebrating Advent in our worship services. Please take advantage of all the wonderful songs, scriptures, movies, transitions, traditions, and promises that come with this season. I encourage you to put on Handel's Messiah and revel in the majesty of that inspired oratorio. Listen again to the Christmas carols, Silent Night and Joy to the World. And finally, turn into, tune into Chris Tomlin's praise song, At the Cross. It's just beautiful. I am so, so thankful for this time of the year, this season of hope, peace, joy, and love. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip, and as always, may God bless you today.